My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Jenny Rapson. Married to her high school sweetheart, Jenny is the mom of two boys and a girl, and she is a lifelong Ohioan. That means she's from Ohio, and she's staying there forever. She loves Jesus, family, coupons, Veronica Mars, chewy sweet tarts, and writing her bio, among many other things. She curates and edits the content of one of my favorite go-to sites for moms. It's called ForEveryMom.com. It's a place where all moms can come for daily encouragement, laughs, and inspiration. Before jumping on board to edit for every mom, Jenny wrote about being a mom at her bo- at her blog, Momming It Up, and we'll be getting into all of that and more on today's show. Jenny, welcome to Heroes for Her. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, we are too. So can we just go back for a second and talk about chewy sweet tarts? Because I couldn't <laughs> think of a candy that's more gross to me. So I just need to hear before we oh, even no. go anywhere, like why you love them so much. Because like my mouth is watering right now in the worst way because I loathe sour anything. Oh my gosh, that hurts my heart. <laughs> I I don't know. They're just my go-to candy. Like I'm a, I'm not a sugar addict, but like when I need a pick-me-up, I need sugar and caffeine preferably coffee mountain dew chewy sweet tarts but yeah i just i love them my husband knows from having a rough day brings me home a bag of chewy sweet tarts and i'm good to go for a while (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny that it can happen in just a small little bag my husband knows if i'm having a bad day it's it's hot sandwiches that make me really happy (laughs) hey to each their own i love it whatever works um so you met your husband in high school and uh how long have you been married We actually met in sixth grade, and we've been married 17 years. Oh, my gosh. So my parents met in sixth grade, and I always like to tell people that. Um, (laughs) But my next question is, when you met in sixth grade, was the feeling mutual, or did one of you have to work a little harder at the beginning? (laughs) He liked me, (laughs) and he was the new kid, and he liked me, and I I wasn't into him for a while. But actually, in eighth grade, we became boyfriend and girlfriend, if you can call it that. Um, not that we went on any dates or anything, but, and we dated through, through the beginning of ninth grade. And then he broke my heart, which I've never let him forget. How However, he? <laughs> I know, right? Really thinking. So we, we were a cliche though. We stayed friends. We were actually really good friends all through high school. And about halfway through our senior year, we got back together to the delight of my mother who always thought he was the best. So Oh, that's refreshing to hear because I I, I know, I I mean, my parents, I'm sure, enjoyed the majority of my several boyfriends that I had in high school, but I'm sure there there were a few where they were like, oh, we're glad he's gone. So you grew up in Ohio, you stayed in Ohio, you have no desire to leave Ohio. What is it about living there that you absolutely love? I just have roots here. I, um, yeah, I'm a lifer. I, we live in the city. We're just very involved into our community. Our kids go to a great school that they love. Both of my brothers are still here and their families. Um, my mom and dad actually live half the year in Virginia, which they did not ask my permission before they did that. So that was kind of rude, but um, they're still here a lot. So I don't know. I just, 
it's really my family. Like I think home is wherever my family is. Um, but also, I mean, it's really affordable here in Dayton, Ohio. I love the local history and I don't know, it's just a great place to raise kids. And it's a pretty easy place to live. That's really cool. So I, I, I mean, I lived most of my life in Orange County and my parents are still there. They're talking about moving away and it kind of makes me feel sad. So to hear, to hear that your parents are, are living half the entire year in a completely different state that's not exactly close. Like, how do you get, I mean, wh- what does visiting them even look like? Do you guys just pack the kids up and head there a few times a year or are they coming back a lot to, to check in? How does that work? We always spend a week there every summer. It's about a seven hour drive but it's a great place to vacation because they live on top of a mountain and it's beautiful and it's quiet and it's peaceful, but there's fun things for the kids to do nearby. But they are home pretty often because my mom's mom is still with us and she's 92. And so my mom and her brother, one of them are always here to take care of what she needs. So, and then my parents, just the lure of their grandchildren, <laughs> they're all, their 10 grandchildren here. So they, they're home at least like one week in a month. And then during the winter, when it gets pretty icy and snowy on top of the mountain, they come to Ohio and they spend like November through late January, early February here. So, Was that a more mild winter for them, though, going from Virginia to Ohio? Um, yeah, Ohio is usually rougher in the winter, but in Virginia, they can get stuck there mm-hmm. where they live. They can get stuck there for days or weeks if it gets bad. So um, they typically ride out the Ohio winters here. It's a little easier to navigate if things do get icy and snowy. They're more prepared to take care of that in Ohio than they are in Virginia. Definitely. Well, it's nice that you guys get to connect. And I mean, even just talking with you for the last several minutes, I can clearly tell that family is so important and such a high priority for you. So I want to kind of switch gears and talk about, okay, so, so you grew up in Ohio, you, you know, you get married, you, you and your husband decide to start kids or to start your family and have kids. What was, where did writing fit in for you in that early season of marriage and starting the family? And like, where, where was the writing piece during that early time? That is a great question. My writing on parenting actually started as emails, as a series of emails to my cousin, Emily, who I blogged with at Mom and It Up. She and I had our first kids within eight weeks of each other. And we actually started it when we were pregnant, we would email back and, you know, this was in 2003. So we're emailing back and forth our pregnancy complaints. And oh my gosh, I read what to expect when you're expecting and now I'm scared to death um, (laughs) type, type things. And after a series of these, and after the babies were newborn, we were like, wow, we're kind of funny. Like we should write a book one day. And then at some point after my second child was born, I realized we are never going to write a book. And Emily said, we should start a blog. And I said, what's a blog? And (laughs) so that's how we got started in 2007 with Mom and It Up. So it was really a collaborative effort and a lot of fun to create with her and such a great outlet for just expressing all these changes that were taking place uh, with becoming a mom and going from one kid to two and having no idea what we were doing. Um, So yeah, it kind of, the creativity kind of butted out of, all this new experiences that we were having and sharing them together. Well, I love hearing that too. And I, I mean, I think through, like I have my, a really special cousin that, and I would say 
our banter back and forth, like we would describe ourselves as funny, similar to how you just did. And it's kind of funny hearing that it went back and forth via email. And then you start this blog, like, were you just focused on writing, you know, topics that would come up, like as you're going through mom life, uh, you know, challenges and funny things. And is that kind of what guided your writing? Or did you have more of a set format for what you wanted to actually house on the blog? We did not have a set format. It was kind of just, let's talk about life and motherhood as stuff comes up. Um, We always had a goal of making each other laugh. And then uh, we realized through reading other blogs that, hey, this is a good place to talk about serious stuff too. And we both just kind of fell in love with telling stories. And that's one thing that I miss about old school blogging is telling stories and getting feedback on that, um, learning from other stories, sharing the hard things. And learning from each other. I think that's just one of the most important things we can do as moms is not to just share the precious moments or the funny moments, but to share the really hard things that we learn something from or that we need help navigating, admitting that we're not perfect, we don't have it figured out. Um, Those are the, the stories and the experiences through blogging that really became precious to me and something that I like to, um, those are the kind of stories that I like to share on for every mom now. Perfect. So is there a story, I mean, thinking back through from 2007 to to now, and as you've transitioned over to For Every Mom, is there a story that sticks out as one that's really special to you? Definitely. I eventually, it's it's kind of a long story, but I had my my daughter, Sophie, who's 10 now, when she was age two to about five, she had some pretty significant developmental delays. And I was kind of blindsided by that. totally unexpected and did not have any idea what I was doing, but just kind of said, God, like you gave me this kid. So please show me how to help her. And after about a year and a half of therapy, speech, occupational therapy, working really hard at home, special preschool, um, she really came out of that. And you would never know today that she ever had any problem. But after kind of when we were almost through it, I finally found the wherewithal inside of me to start writing about it. And um, just sharing that story. I mean, I had so many other moms email me, or they would search the blog month, search months late months later and find the blog and email me just about how me sharing about Sophie's difficulties and what we did about them helped them or gave them courage or they'd ask for advice navigating getting benefits and therapies approved for their kids and I was just able to help a lot of people not only that I knew in my real life but complete strangers because I shared that story of what we went through with Sophie and it was really such a lesson to me of how God he he will equip you I mean he will give you things that you cannot handle but he will equip you to handle them and if he, you know, with the kids that we have or the kids we're supposed to have, and, and there were a lot of times in that journey that I felt like she needs more than me. Like, I am not mom enough for this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to help her. But um, God gave me the, the skills to, to help her. And, and we work with a lot of professionals, too. I prayed that he would put the right people in our lives, and he did. And um, together, we were just a real team for Sophie. And um, it just, I don't know, it just taught me, I feel like in parenting, you know, my oldest is only 13. There are so many more things that are going to come my way, I know, in this parenting journey. And I just feel like that was such a good lesson that when the hard stuff comes, like he will equip me and my husband to, to handle it because he gave 
us the kids we're supposed to have and he gave them the parents they're supposed to have. That's so true. And if anybody needs to like rewind that and play it again, feel free. Because <laughs> I think we need that constant encouragement, right? Like you, you know, it's so easy to let those negative patterns swirl. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm not sure what to do, and what decisions are the right ones, and all of that. But it sounds like you saw God at work throughout, even just those several years as you're trying to figure out like which decisions get made in what order, and then how are you supporting and encouraging her throughout the process, her being so young. So, um. Gosh, it's so, I think it's exciting too to, to kind of hear about, you know, those early challenges, not that, you know, challenges are exciting, but just as you've worked through and seen her grow up and she's 10 now and she's in fifth grade, what have you liked best about sort of coming alongside her and being that, that encouragement, that support, that champion of her being your only daughter? Oh, man, it really bonded us together so tightly. I mean, I think I've never had any trouble bonding with my kids, but Sophie was difficult, and it it was part personality, and it was part her delay. She's very stubborn and strong-willed and um, just came out of the womb 100% different from her older brother, who was a really easy baby. So even as an infant, she was difficult. She didn't sleep through the night till she was 15 months old, and she wanted to nurse constantly. She didn't want anyone but me. And so she and I working together so hard on that stuff, it just really, it, it bonded us in, in a, really a fierce way. We learned, both of us, that we can accomplish what we set out to accomplish if we work really hard. And even though she doesn't remember most of that now, we talk about it a lot. Um, I'll just go back to certain pictures when we, when we come up in time hop. And we'll talk about those hard times that we had and how we, we worked together on it and how she really could learn anything that she wanted to learn. And, and she's just a great example of, um, you know, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And she's, she's really carried that over into her ambition as a 10 year old. She wants to be good at everything and she gives everything 110%. But yeah, we're thick as thieves because of that that time we spent together so intensely achieving a goal together. Well, and I love that we get to talk about this right now. And like the, the mother daughter bond is something that we hold near and dear to our hearts and the work that we do. But in talk in, in thinking about, you know, their development and wanting, wanting so much for them to assume the identity that God wants them to have and to be strong and secure and, and all of the, the ways that God wants our, our girls to enjoy a fulfilled, abundant life. How do you see, your personal journey, even in your early years growing up to as a married woman to being a mom, like how do, how do you work in your real life when you're interacting with your daughter? So how, I mean, what's your filter for sharing authentically for really giving her, you know, the truth about how you see the world? How does that play into your relationship with her? Well, that's great. One, that's a great question. Uh, one thing that's been a blessing to me as far as that goes is the fact that I work at home. And so Sophie sees me juggling a lot of things. Um, she sees me juggling work. She sees me juggling parenting, especially during the summer. Um, I have a sitter here from nine to two, but after that we, we kind of just make it work. And so I, I, I try not to hide, hide my frustrations from my kids. They see me respond. Uh, they see me respond in good ways. They see me when I mess up 
And I think it's really important to apologize to your kids. I definitely had like more of an anger and frustration problem when they were smaller. And so looking back on that, I can see just how much I've changed. And, and Sophie and I talk about, I don't know, she's, she loves to, to hear stories of when I was little and things my mom and dad did when I was a kid. And so I've never uh, been shy about sharing like my pitfalls or <laughs> my faults with her, which is great. And she does really want to be, she's, she's not quite a perfectionist, but she's, te- she's tending to be that way. And so I like to, when I see her doing those things, kind of call her out on that and say, Hey, listen, God gave you so many incredible talents, but you, you're not going to be good at everything. So the important thing is to work at it with all of your heart and pursue those, those gifts that you can see that God's given you that you are really good at and that you enjoy. But if you want to try everything, go for it. So we try to be realistic about, you know, what gifts and talents we're given. Um, I'm fairly clumsy and Sophie, when she'll, I think she kind of takes after me that way. And so if she, you know, does something classy, I'll just say, Oh girl, you're just like your mama. And we have a good chuckle about that because, um, my, my dad actually always said to me, girl, you have every bad trait I have. And we, it was a big joke between us because he and I are really alike in personality. So (laughs) when I would lose my temper or I get overly sarcastic or overly frustrated, he would just call me out on that because he saw it in himself. And I like to do that with her too. Because, you know, nobody's perfect and we can acknowledge our faults and flaws and move forward and work on them. So that's just, it's fun being home so much, like not just, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's fun being home so much with them all day. They see me just do so many different things. I switch from work to making dinner to just, I go back to work for a while. And I think I'm hoping they're seeing me navigating and multitasking a lot of things well, but also stopping when I need to stop and focusing intently on one thing, especially if they're needing me. Um, The kids are no stranger to me just putting work aside for a bit and taking them for some time to do something fun and finishing late at night when they're asleep. So I'm hoping they're seeing me kind of live real life and also have my priorities straight because I, tr- I try really hard, but obviously I'm not perfect. I think what you're describing for me, just it resonates so powerfully because of, of the themes and just everything running through for every mom in terms of here are the challenges, here are the things that we're going through that are difficult, but here are the ways that we can stop and celebrate this you know, this responsibility that we have to grow our children, but it's really, I want to shift gears to talk about what for every mom is and how it fits into where you see mothering going. Uh, Because it really does paint just the entire reality that it is to be a mom. I mean, housed on for every mom is everything from hilarious stories to really, really difficult topics to work through and posts that make you angry and just you run the gamut of emotions. But it really speaks to just the, the very, the very complicated world of mothering. So I wanted to get into, and my next question has to do with, you know, what is it about for every mom? What are your primary goals for this space in terms of it being a creative place to share stories for moms? My priorities with for every mom are to have a place moms can come to, well, laugh, 
be real with each other and be equipped to raise their kids practically as well as spiritually. So there's a lot of great parenting advice that um, applies to parents, whether they're Christians or not, whether they have an interest in raising their kids in the faith or not. And then there are also posts that really speak to something I'm super passionate about, which is that raising children is holy work Um, and changing diapers and making peanut butter sandwiches and wiping noses and other body parts is holy work, which is something that I wasn't told and didn't realize when I was a young mom. And once I did realize it, um, it really changed how I mothered and how I pictured serving my kids. So that's something that I hope that people will come and find out for every mom, not only a good laugh, um, a chance to say, hey, that's something I'm struggling with too, but also get some practical advice and to be encouraged that what they're doing matters in the day to day. Okay. So a couple of questions about the content. What is a recent post that you wrote that's been your favorite or, or just one that you really enjoyed writing of recent? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, now I have to look really quick. Um, gosh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I write doesn't do particularly well. Um, I don't have any crazy overly dramatic stories to tell, but which I'm thankful for. But one that I did write a while back on for every mom about Sophie and our struggles was called the day they told me my daughter was different. And that's a favorite. I also got some, um, a lot of great emails from parents and teachers about that who, who were seeking help and advice and encouragement. And it's just always a blessing to me that I can use that. Um, some other stuff that I feel privileged to write is just stuff about internet safety, smartphones, pornography. I write about that quite a bit because I, it's another thing I'm passionate about is keeping our kids away from that. So every time I write a post that encourages parents to really lock down on what their kids are seeing online, what they're using their smartphones for, who they're talking to, um, or not letting their kid have a smartphone or not letting their 10 year old have an Instagram. Imagine that. that <laughs> I know. I know. I'm the mean mom. My 13 year old. Oh, no, we're all going to be mean moms. And it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super passionate about that too. Um, and I, I write on that fairly recently. So, I mean, fairly regularly. So those are, that's, that's one thing that if I can change one parent's perspective on that and have them take extra precautions, that makes me really happy. So a recent bit of content that you didn't write, but that you really enjoyed putting up. Oh, gosh. Again, we have so many great ones. Um, this is just one from today that I, well, it won't be today when everyone's listening, but a recent piece of content that I absolutely love is by a writer named Jenny Ubbing, and she writes the blog Mama Needs Coffee for the Catholic News Agency, and it's called Love Me Enough Not to Leave Me There, and it's not necessarily even on parenting, but um, just such an encouragement to be about when we see our friends taking steps they should not be taking, be a true friend and call them out on that. Um, she talks about how when she was in college and making all kinds of terrible decisions, none of her Christian friends were brave enough to say to her, stop, you're hurting yourself. You're saying you're a Christian, but you're, you know, partying and um, doing all sorts of things you shouldn't do. So I think in our culture, um, 
something dangerous that can bleed over into our parenting is come as you are and accept everyone as they are. And I believe that we should accept and love everyone as they are. But if we're in the church, we should not stay as we are. The Christian faith is a transformative faith. And Christ calls us to become new creations. And, you know, our kids are born sinful and they have faults just like we do. And the temptation might be to be like, oh, that's just the way they are. That's the way God made them. But if our kids are... Um, letting their, their natural tendencies take them down roads where they shouldn't go, we need to be the person that loves them enough to call them out on that. So even though Jenny's article wasn't necessarily about parenting, I related to it. I related it to parenting and to what I need to do to my kids when I am going to have to be perhaps the mean mom again sometime um, and really kind of not let them get away with, um, following their sinful nature and and reminding them that following your heart is not really great advice. <laughs> don't follow your heart. You know, trust in the Lord and don't lean on what your heart is telling you. Yeah, and and I think too as moms, I mean even just as we wrap up, like it makes me think of, okay, I'm going to you know, I'm the one that has to point these things out to you because I'm so in tune to like what your behavior is doing, is it positive or negative? Like what's your approach in dealing whatever you're coming across? And my daughter's only 3, but you you remember this time. But eventually oh, yeah. like you're you're you you obviously, you know, we all have a sinful nature, but we at the end of the day like they need to be able to discern like where are these thoughts coming from? Like is this action a good choice and who says it's not or it is? But they have like we're trying to build that inside them and it's a process. Mhm. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um Jenny, as we wrap up, see how fast that goes. We always get to the end of the episode and we're like, "Wait, it's over." Super fast. I know. Um, so I am going to wrap up the episode by doing something we do at the end of each episode, which is called The Scoop. It is three rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Let's all do it. All right. Question one. Here's for her. Obviously, this podcast is all about celebrating positive role models for girls. When you were a little girl, who was your hero? My mom. I know that's cliche, but she she was. And my grandma, Burns, who's my mom's mom as well, Uh my mom was just a great mom, a really good working mom, did what she had to do and never said no unless she had a good reason. Um, just totally always there for us. My grandma was a widow at 44 and she had been a housewife her whole life, but she went and got a job. She, you know, she went to work. She took care of her lawn. She took care of everything herself. She has a backbone of iron and she lovingly served at her whole family uh, Sunday dinner every Sunday and just her home was just a place full of love and she was totally on her own for you know she's 92 now she's been a widow forever and just truly an amazing example to me of you know taking what life gives you and living it to the fullest second question what is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way again my mother she said to me when uh, Sophie was diagnosed with her developmental delays, and I was freaking out, she said, Jenny, the Lord made her, and the Lord is going to take care of her. And that is something that has spoken into my motherhood a million times since then, and, and into my own life, into my own situations and struggles that I face. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily advice, but just a piece of wisdom that has stuck with me and that I have said, thought about, and applied 
hundreds of times since then. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? I would be able to just like click my heels and be totally ready, showered, made up and beautiful for the every day. <laughs> I totally resent how much time it takes me to get like even taking a shower. I'm like, oh, I wanted those extra 20 minutes of sleep. So if I could just have that extra 20 minutes instead of doing my shower and 20 minutes of makeup, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that's I pretty I, lame, isn't it? No, I resent, my mind. I resent the time it takes so much that I actually don't do it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so overrated. Thank God for dry shampoo. Is it, is it fine to not shower every day? I, I say it is. <laughs> I say it's definitely fine to not wash your hair every day because that is not happening. Oh, yeah, no, at all. Oh my gosh, I even just think about the amount of time it takes to blow dry it and I have to straighten it because I just have a mess of wavy hair that no one, no yeah. one needs to see unless I've handled Me it. Me too. Yeah. Um, Jenny, as we wrap up, where is the best place for people to connect with for every mom and with you and everything you have going on? So foreverymom.com and facebook.com slash foreverymom, the best, best place to reach us. You can Facebook message me and it'll shoot you back a message that has my email address. So if you want to contact me there, you can as well. And I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. All these links will be up on our site. Everybody listening, Jenny, thanks so much for being here. Thanks. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com. Just let